let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. Hey world, welcome to another episode of NYDL, Negroes You Don't Like, Martin Malcolm. We're going to jump right into it, baby. We're going to talk about, more importantly, uh, the expectations uh, of, of being a black boy. And you know what, brother? Just growing up way too soon, man. What you got, Martin Mal? Uh, You know, first first and foremost, let's, we're going to knock out two quick uh, trending stories. And... um. Yeah, this this episode is one that's uh been brewing up. And as we close out Black History Month, um if our listeners haven't paying attention, which I'm pretty sure they are, um, all of these themes have been directed towards the black community because uh at the end of the day, only we can save ourselves. So, you know, no if we wanna address if we wanna solve problems, we have to address the problems. Um the first source is something that we kind of spoke about last night. Uh, the first story, something we talked about a little bit last night. Um, this source is from Sports Center. Byron Jones, uh, ex NFL football player, I believe now. Um, he warned he warned the 2023 draft class about the downsides of football. He didn't retire yet. He's still active. Oh, he's still active. My bad. Okay. He's still active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, that message gave all the energy that he's out. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, brother, I know. <laughs> He's like, I got to keep cashing these checks. So, um, you know, he was talking about, you know, don't don't take the pills they give you, don't don't take the shots they give you. He, he can't run and jump the same and this and that at all. Not the same at He's all. Like, Damn, you know, I was I was trying to was, <laughs> wait a minute. I was trying to balance in my at mind, all. like how much of that is how much of that is old age. <laughs> And how much of that is just shit? Well, not old age, but getting older. Good shit. My ass can't run and jump like I used to. But, <laughs> but I understand what he's saying. You know, the NFL is business first, shield first. So, um, if, you, you know, most players are playing hurt. So, uh, taking all them, uh, taking all those shots, uh, whatever shots. I don't know. They probably got different kind of medication. We don't even know about that. Just numb, numbs your whole shit. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. constantly taking all those uh, medications just to play, you know, just to play a game. I'm pretty sure overtime does have adverse effects. But, you know, he's one in the 2023 draft class. And I was laughing with another buddy of mine. I was like, listen, man, he's speaking to the wrong choir. You talking about them boys that are so close to the bag. They're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, you're just too close. Like if you, if you want to preach that, preach that message, you need to get down to the high school level, man. Or you need to start, no, no doubt. you know, showing all these young boys, uh, all these other things you could do, uh, besides play sports to get out. But 2023 draft class, come on, man. Them, them boys are already picking out rope, matching Rolls Royces with they, with their girlfriend, man. Stop playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> them boys are like getting iced out for the draft. You know what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the boys, the boys, they're like, no, no more four for fours for me. And this man try, trying to keep me from the bag at the hell out of there. But, it's way too late for them, brother. No, nah, <laughs> but without a doubt, hey, there's always a price to pay. And, you know, that's really something that we're going we gonna to touch on a little bit later. All right, uh, trending story number two, the good brother Ian, the master investor. Listen, <laughs> there was a, um, a post where he was talking about 
how um, he was he didn't say his name, but I know who he was talking about because uh, there was a little bit of a firestorm brewing uh, from Grant Cardone. Uh, this white guy who I'm be honest with you, bro. I know he sells some shit. I know he has a system or something to help you make money. You know, he's one of those kind of dudes, but, um, I, I looked at a few of his posts and I was like, hold on, bro. He said something like, uh, he said black folks, he said something, I'm paraphrasing black folks. You don't need to worry about reparations. You, 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 <laughs> you need to, you need to you need to do what I'm telling you to do, so that uh you know you and your family could be all right. And I'm like, wait, hold, wait a whole damn minute. I understand what you're saying. Why black folks shouldn't have to worry about reparations, but at the same time, I never want a white man stepping to me like that, telling me to be our savior. What I'm oh, like, man. bro, not. But you gonna tell me, oh, you know, don't you know, uh, don't count on reparations. I'm like, who that? You the reason we need reparation, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a I'm like, pump your goddamn brakes. You sitting there telling me what we, what we shouldn't be waiting on. I'm like, white man, pump your damn brakes, dog. Like, you you the last person to be talking to us like that. And the way he talks to, because he was like, oh, oh, over 60% of my customers are black. And then when I heard that, I was like, oh, oh that's not good. That's not good because you a little you you a little too comfortable talking the way you talking because it you know it was uh, mentioned I think Ian mentioned you know he'd been caught using the n word and all this that part doesn't stress me out really that much to be honest with you because I believe if you if you feel some kind of way about black people you you doing that shit anyway like black people need to get over this idea of you know racism oh my god why are you using the n word why are you being motherfucker that's just a fact of life you know what I'm saying. And yo, we call him that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, get get out your feelings with that shit. I'm, I don't care about a fucking word. You know what I'm saying? Now if you want to treat me like a nigga. Now, now we got something that you know. Now you got something to worry about. But motherfuckers talk about racism. Some people look, have built a whole career off of talking about racism and gaslighting people. And then when racist activity does happen, motherfuckers want to be surprised. I'm like, what? Like. What are y'all talking about? Like, that's just the fact of life. Some people are racist. Some people are sexist. Some people are ages. That's just the world we live in. You know, that that doesn't define me. I'm going to stop what, I'm, what I need to do. But at the same time, people like Grant Cardone, man, eat a dick, bro. Because uh, I don't give a fuck. Because you making all this money and shit, that's cool, bro. But there's, there, there's like I tell people all the time, there's man law and there's universal law. And I'm going to tell you right this. You and the likes of you really... I, you know, we talk about black issues all the time, but if you know, if you're a white person and you're not coming to our community with, the, with, with with putting everything in a proper perspective, in a proper context, understanding the role that their people have played in the dysfunction of our community. And you just coming to us like some goddamn slave master telling us, oh, this is what's best for you. This is what you, you need to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a white man. I, you know, I know better. I'm not saying he said that, but that's the energy you're giving off. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. This is why it's important for black people to address and fix their problems. And if other people outside want to come in uh, in a respectful manner to assist, that's cool. I get that. But don't be coming in there with this paternalistic attitude like you know better than we. Man, shut the fuck up. At the end of the day, man, 
black people, I know we, we talk about them sometimes being childish, but at the end of the day, we're responsible for, um, we're responsible for ourselves. We're grown adults. You know, some of us have businesses, we have families, we're raising children. Not all of us are stuck in this uh, dysfunctional loop cycle. So, you know, be mindful of the fact that when people are speaking to the black community, you're not speaking to a group of monolithic people who are all, you know, stuck in the same um, pitfalls that were, or the pitfalls or traps set up for the black community. That, you know, people just need to be mindful of that. We all don't have the same mindset, neither neither so that's a fact brother for sure for sure now without a doubt now on, on to the entree man you know what i'm saying what we all been waiting for a lot of our children need to understand how to they need to understand their place so to speak like old people used to say um i can see how children can get a false sense of what their role is within the family unit um, when adults don't do their job, parents don't do their job in letting their children know what the expectation is um, of how they're supposed to act, what they're supposed to do and what the parents are supposed to do and parents from being accountable for how they act. Because uh, let me, I'll give a personal example. My, my oldest, you know, all the teachers know she's intelligent. You know, she gets all of these, she gets all this attention for being uh, academically quote unquote gifted. But, you know, with that, I think what happens is sometimes maturity wise, they give her more than she can handle. They're putting more on her plate than she can handle. Okay. She may be intelligent, but she's still, uh, so her social emotional development is still a four year old. So, 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 so you, somebody can be academically gifted, but not gifted with their social, emotional development. So, you know, your expectations need to be set on the right range and you need to be able to monitor her and also let her know that she's not necessarily, she's not ahead of the other kids really, um, in a way that she should feel like, you know, like she, she'll try to start teaching the class. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to be able to follow instructions. You need to, you need to color in the box. You need to, you know, write those letters out just like everybody else. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we definitely have to make sure that kids understand the place that they're supposed to be in. You know, I'm the parent, you're the child. Um, we can negotiate on certain things, but we, this is not a democracy. Um, in many ways, this is a, uh, this is a false sense of a democracy. Sure. But it's definitely a dictatorship that because I'm your parent, but it's a dictatorship leading with love and not necessarily leading by fear. So, you know, my next point is when we're talking about giving kids more than they can quote unquote should handle, this is the experience that I've had in the education system um, in dealing with kids who, you know, maybe growing up in difficult situations. But I think what ends up happening is when you're asking, bro, I remember one time there was this really intelligent girl I was teaching, man. And she told me straight to my face, 
He said, please, don't, please um, don't give me any homework. I can handle any homework. I'm like, what? What do you mean? How you going? How you going to tell your teacher not to give any homework? She was like, you can give you can give homework. Just don't give it to me because at night times I'm busy. I was like, what? I'm like, you, you know, my mind started started wondering. I'm like, girl, what you mean busy? Hopefully you're not here on these streets. You know what I'm saying? In these streets, bro. She was in the she was in the eighth grade, and she said, it's not for what. She's like, she's like, it's not the reason you think. My mom goes to work at night, so I so I'm I'm responsible for for my infant brother. Wow. Well, she's the, in eighth grade. She's waking up in the middle of the night, giving the bottles, you know what I'm saying, feeding, and, 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 and then before she goes to sleep, she has to cook for her brothers and sisters. Bro, this is in the eighth grade. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so, you know, because, you know, she always did come across like a little bit more grown and probably. Yeah, more mature for her age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but she's only mature based off of what she's had to endure. But she's yeah. still, she's still an eighth grader, eighth though. Grader. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think, yeah, and I think that's what happens to a lot of our kids. They, 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 they experience, they experience these slices of adulthood, because because they never fully take in the full range of what it means to be an adult. But they experience these slices, and I think many times they mistake that for actually being an adult. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like being an adult would be having to take care of that child cook you know manage the house and go to work and pay bills and you, you know, know yeah, yeah. there's a lot yeah. more going on right but then but then when you hear a kid tell you yeah you know i'm taking care of my infant brother you know don't assign me no homework because you know i'm pretty much running the house you know when my mom was at work i'm like i told her one you know be careful who you tell that to, because they'll call. Uh, <laughs> no they will call. Quick. They will call them people Quick. on you. You know what I'm saying? With no hesitation, brother. You know you got to be real. Okay, she was she felt comfortable with me, and I'm just like, listen, I don't like this situation for you, but yeah. that's the life you live in. But I'm gonna tell you this: be careful who you tell that to, especially if you if you love your mother and you feel like she's doing it, you're trying to do the best by you. You're not being abused. Then please, by all means, be careful. Telling people that. Wow. No, that was yo. One thing I know about kids, especially a lot of hood kids, bro, they would share so much personal details with you, bro. You know, once they feel comfortable, and it's just like that. Also, is something that you know. I, 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 I'm assuming they've seen their parents do. You know, they just share too much. They overshare. You know, stuff that's supposed to be kept in house and and as a community. A lot of us do that. Too much shit that's supposed to be kept in house becomes, you know, the subject of conversation for everybody outside, and that's everybody's the, business. And that's part of the problem. Like I can't tell you right now what's going on in the Asian community. You know what are their number one issues? I can't tell you. You know why? Because they keep that shit in house. You know what that's, I'm saying? That's that's a part of their culture too, brother. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like for us, yeah. the, the reason why we the reason why we can never run out of content is because, bro, they we will literally put our whole all of our issues on social media, yeah. like on full display. And it's like, damn. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm I'm really I'm really gonna start saying, hey, that should have been kept in house. You know, I, I think I need to start saying this so people understand. Like, yo, you're not supposed to be sharing this to the whole community or to the world. This this is not this is not for people outside of our community. Like we don't know the difference between in-house and out-house stuff. Um now 
moving on to sports and black boys. You know, tough one, man. Oof. Listen, this one here, this one here. Um, I experienced a little bit of it. I'm pretty sure a lot of black boys have actually, especially who who achieved any kind of success at sports or, or have shown any kind of you know promise. Truth of the matter is, bro, we have so many black boys who are being pressured by family members. You know, sometimes nuclear, sometimes extended family to essentially make it pro. That's really what it, what it boils down to. You know, if, if, if you start seeing, you know, little, if you start seeing a little Ray Ray, you know, scoring touchdowns and or, you know, breaking somebody's ankle on the court. You're like, you like, know oh, with the handles. Oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yo, <laughs> you, you start seeing these parents like, oh, man, they about to go to the league. It's like, what? <laughs> It's like, man, let let this young man enjoy this game, man. You know what I'm saying? I I, I just don't no like such thing, brother. Bro. No such thing in our community, brother. In our community, so much stress put on these black boys who 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 show a little bit of promise at sports, and it's like, you know, to see these grown ass people, you know, put the pressure, put the weight of the world on a boy, not a man, a boy. To make it pro to take care of their grown ass, it's it's a lot. I mean, I, really, the only person I think, the only people I think who should be able to talk a little bit like that, I'm gonna start with mothers and then maybe fathers. But even then, I think there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. You know what I'm saying? So so for me, it's 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 really rough, man. We 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 really got to do a better job at letting our young black boys enjoy sports for the sake of enjoying sports and two allowing allowing them to mature and grow the way they you know uh the way they should you know what i'm saying i understand every situation is different but you know if you're struggling paying your rent or you know the, the lights is off and all of this shit like I understand, you know, life, life is tough. You know, a lot of choices we make, a lot, some of the dysfunction that someone's growing up, you know, that we don't address, it, it leads into a life of poverty, but a young boy should not be tasked with the responsibility of managing a whole house or, you know, before he's even a man, uh, the expectation being set that he will have to t- financially take care of a bunch of grown people. Like I, I, that's very unsettling. Like it's not, you know, and, and, and then people want to know why people want to know why, um, so many athletes, people want to know why so, so many athletes retire broke. Well, I just said, cut the lights off and what it is. Motherfucker literally cut the lights off. Pitch black brother. Yeah, man. Well, Hey bro, I talked about cutting the lights off and the Lord said, your prayer shall be answered. <laughs> Literally, bro. you know what I'm saying. So, nah, man. Um, you know, back to my point. Too much pressure. Too much pressure is being um, put at the feet of a lot of these black boys to uh, make it pro and take care of everyone. And people want to be surprised why so many athletes um, retire broke or end up broke. You know, a, a lot of people talk about, 
you know, shady business dealings and people, you know, accountants stealing money. But I'm going to tell you the number one reason why, <laughs> you know, people don't want to talk about it. But the number one reason why um, a lot of these athletes go broke and a lot of these athletes look like you and I is that the family, man. You got too many people in the family just pulling on them purse strings, man. Hands to too many hands out. Brother. Too many hands out. Too many hands out, bro. And here's the sad part, brother. They got the hands out, but none of them want to take the you know accountability to mm. actually do something with the opportunity that that's been provided to them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are just leeches, brother. Yeah, Every man. Month, just waiting on that check. And and a, and a lot of them are like, you know, if you if you do help them, you know, not not. I'm speaking about everybody, of course. But for many of them, if you do help them, you're not helping enough. If you don't help them, you you know you, you, you got where you came from. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't remember when I bought you that pair of shoes from Ross uh, on on on, <laughs> on 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 triple clearance? Like, man, shut really four sizes four sizes too big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, dog. Like, you trying to get paid off for for that Happy Meal you bought me ten years ago? Like, uh, really? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. Brother. Nah, we, you know, we, we got to allow these boys to enjoy being kids and enjoying the sport and stop putting so many adult pressures on them. Like, bro, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of young black men playing this sport like, yo, I got to make it so our lights don't get cut off no more. Like, that's not your responsibility, my my guy. It, it, it really is not. I know it feels like it is, but it's really not, bro, because the truth of the you know what, brother? I'm going to be quite frank and, you know, just as real as I could be about this topic, brother. I honestly uh, don't think much will change unless <laughs> unless we have more, you know, two family households. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Outside of that, brother, it ain't changing, brother. You know, because a, a lot of single mothers who are pressured in those situations, man, this is honestly their meal ticket to change their situations. Like if you listen to a lot of athletes right now, mm-hmm. brother, that are out there, majority of them are always thinking their mother. For sure. It, it's a huge mm-hmm. number of them thinking their mother, you know, mm-hmm. um, the struggle, this is for you, mom, you know, buying them their first house. Like you see a lot of videos online where there's an athlete buying their mom a house and, you know, her first car, yeah. but the father's not there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And in situations where the father is there, like uh, let's say, for example, Steph Curry, Mm-hmm. You notice and you see how the upbringing and, the, and you know, and more importantly, the pressures of them being an adult are not necessarily necessarily put on them until they are adults. Right, right. Those in single parent households have to grow up much faster than those who are in two parent households. So, True. brother, that's going to be the key to resolving, you know, this topic or this matter that this matter, this matter that we have at hand right now. No, without a doubt, man. Um you know, statistically, you know, two parent household, two two grown people working, there's typically going to be more money there. So there's more financial stability, more security. So there's less of a chance of, of dealing with some of the worst um, outcomes of poverty and outcomes of and a whole host of outcomes. We'll go into an episode about um, statistics and single parent households because I, I really don't think I could, like I, I think I told you before, I, I, I mentioned before. Our community gets emotional about statistics and they act like these numbers come out of nowhere. No, they're real numbers <laughs> and on, you need to pay attention to them because they're addressing real people's lives and real people's outcomes. And right, you don't want to be the next person to deal with. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. 
when I tell you. So, um, without a doubt, man. I mean, Steph Curry's dad was in the NBA, so I know some people gonna try probably try to you know hop on to that point. But the point that the point that you're making is that you know you're allowed. You know, Steph Curry was allowed to, even if he's not Steph Curry, even if his dad didn't play in the NBA. He was just allowed to mature and matriculate and, and enjoy the sport in a different way than somebody, than let's say, like LeBron James. This is what makes LeBron James so amazing, bro. Like, he he has been, ever, ever since high school, his games have been on television. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's told, he's, he's told everybody a story about his mom struggling and moving around, not having no place to stay and this and that. So, and then he's talked about, making it for his mom and like dude that's a lot of pressure for a young man to yeah, feel right. like he has to take care of i don't the even community. care for his mom because, community bro that's a that's a lot to deal with bro he didn't have a childhood brother that's what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so so and and, and he was just you know he had a unique set of gifts and he was able to mature in a way that a lot of people are surprised by. I'm gonna be honest with you, um, because most people who even make it to this level, they don't mature in their personal development, their business, their business acumen. Like he matured in so many ways. I mean, he was married. He's married with children. You know, presenting that in, like he's doing so many things right that I know a lot of people are just like, like, damn, like how the hell did he even, how the, how the hell did he even know to do the things that he's doing? So, you know, at the end of the day, your, your genesis, the genesis of your life does not determine the outcome of your life. And LeBron is proof of that, you know, because he, he matured in ways that growing up, he didn't even see people mature. Right. He has a two-parent household. He can afford to be a single man out here, you know, popping kids out left and right, being being ignorant and doing all that. He 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 could be that guy, but he's not. You know, he he saw the benefit of having his wife, having his family, and I think internally he saw the importance of presenting that image to his community, so that they understand, like, yo, they 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 there's a intrinsic power and a value in building and having a family. No doubt. And, and to me, that was beautiful. Um, you know, as the years progressed, to, to constantly see um, his family in the background, particularly his wife and his children, not his mother. His mother's been on some antics, bro. I'm really not here to. I'm not here to cashay, but yo, mom, mom was wilding. But all salute due to Savannah, very classy lady, you know, doing, doing an amazing job. Him, him, LeBron and his wife doing an amazing job raising them kids, man. And it, it, it's really beautiful to see. It really is. And you know what, brother? The only reason why I brought up Steph Curry's dad is only because of the fact that, yeah, people might say he played in the NBA, but he played in the 90s. True indeed. This is where the average salary, brother, is like a fraction of what the bench players, I mean, the, 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 the 15th guy on the bench is getting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the, the point to that fact is, you know, having a household where there's a mom and a dad working together, yeah. it, it shows a huge difference on totally how not sure. only a child is developed, but at the same time, their mentality and their situation as they become adults. You know no. what I'm saying? And, and that's, brother, I can't, man, 
and I know, you know, we're, we're this is a topic that we're talking about and, and we're on it. And, and but brother, I really don't see much changing, brother, until that happens, man. Too many single parents are out here, too many single mothers are out here, you know, and the fact is they're thinking that it's too late for them. So all their hope, their messiah yeah. is yeah. in the it's in their offspring. Boy, listen. <laughs> listen, man. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because it made me remember one of the points I wanted to say, man. Listen, when you have an unemployed young black man in your house, young black boy in your house, and you calling him the man of the house with no mm-hmm. job because another man isn't present. And, you know, you, you, you're playing, I don't even think intentionally, but you're playing these psychological games where you're making your, your young boy feel like he's more grown than what he is. Oh, you're the man of the house. You're going to do you're already setting your, 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 the expectation for a man, you know, uh, very low. Yeah. So, so you can be a man in the house, not work, not contribute to take you to, 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 to uh, not contribute to the house. And somehow you're still the man in the house. But yeah, if you see Great. how that translates to adulthood, you got grown ass men out here who think they are there. They can be a man in the house without a damn job. How does that work? I wonder where that came from. Mm. You see? Mm. <laughs> what, one has to think. <laughs> you know what I'm so, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, we, you know, we really have to understand that the things that we put into motion, don't be surprised at the outcome. You know, when, when you have these young girls, you telling him, you telling them they the woman in the house, Right. You tell these young girls, oh, you the woman in the house. You got to do this, this, and this while I'm not here. And then that girl's 13 years old, and she's telling you, listen, I'm not going to do this. I'm the woman in the house. She starts talking back to you, you know, looking you know, looking at you sideways and this and that. Snapping oh, her fingers. Yeah, snapping her fingers, uh, snapping her head, rolling her eyes. You told her she was the woman in the house. She's the woman in the house without contributing to the house financially, without you know, dealing with all the pressures of being an adult. So you, you know, you, there's, there's power in words. And that's what a lot of us don't understand. I, you know, you, 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 you're, you're putting these labels on these kids. And I remember when I had to teach them and I literally would hear, you know, I heard some of the boys say, Oh, my mom told me I'm the man in the house. I say, what kind of man are you? I said, I said, I'm a man. I said, you telling me you on the same level with me. I said, I got a wife and kids. You, what, what you got? I said, I, I work. I pay bills. I spend time with my kids. I'm developing my children. You're a man like me. I'm like, that's the problem. You don't, you don't, you never fully understand what it means to be a man. And by the time you understand what it means to be a man, you don't wreck your life and the life of of of, of, of many other kids that you are just procreating, you know, just casually having. Yeah, brother. So don't know, but we, we definitely going to, um, <laughs> in fact, that's going to be the next episode, brother. We're going to talk about one parent households versus two parent households. I know a lot of people get sensitive about that um, in our community, particularly because so many of us come from single parent households. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why it becomes a sensitive topic, but it's nothing to be, it's nothing to get sensitive. It's nothing to be too sensitive about because there are people who come from single parent households who have done amazing things, who are great people, right? LeBron. Who are fully foreign people. And there are people who come from two parent households that ain't amount to shit. So we're not saying this is the end all be all, but what we are saying in life, we have to increase our chances of success. Like that's all this is about. Increase the likelihood of our children 
to achieve success. That's why two parent households typically produce more success because the track record has been when you have not only the financial support, but when you have the emotional support, the parental support from both sides, from both sides, the children tend to fare better. Right. And, and in a whole multitude of ways that we'll get into. I remember one time, um, you know, before we wrap it up, just give you kind of um, something to meditate on a little bit. I remember a guy said, you know, it took me a long time to really appreciate somebody else's opinion. I'm like, what? What do you mean? He was like, oh, you know, I heard him, you know, when he was uh, explaining, he said, I've only ever heard the perspective of my mother. Mm. Damn, I grew deep. up in a household where only one person's voice was allowed to be dominant. Wow, bro. I didn't understand the idea of const- like constructive uh, arguments, like being able to uh, respectfully disagree with somebody. Mm. Right. Uh, uh, understanding how to maintain a relationship beyond the argument. Right. Because if, 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 I, if, we, if we had an explosive argument, which happens in relationships, where do we go from here? And and, and, wow. and does that argument turn into violence? And violence is more than just physical. Like how like how 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 low are you gonna go? That's you know, real, so brother. so wow. no, it, it, it's extremely important for children That's to true. see, you know, adults, you know, hashing and hashing through problems. There's certain things they shouldn't see, but it's important for them to say, you know, mommy and daddy don't disagree. And let me explain my points. And she explains her points and just get the wheels turning in their mind. Like, okay, you can disagree with somebody and still love them. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So no, we, we definitely go, we, 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 we going to get into it. Um, the next episode. And I really want our community to understand, listen, man, statistics don't have feelings. We just have to we have to understand it. Don't have feelings, you know. We 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 just have to decide for ourselves what side of the statistics we want to be on. Because we, we we're all a part of statistics, but what part of the statistics do you want to be on? You know. And with that being said, uh, last words you heard, man. Let kids be kids, bro. Let kids be kids. In the context that you're living in, do your best to let kids be kids. I understand, bro. I I was cooking for my for my for, for my sisters growing up. Same, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I had Same. to babysit kids when I probably shouldn't have been babysitting. You know what I'm saying? My mom left me Same, home. And, you know, I'm walking home from school probably at an age. I was walking home from school in elementary school, bro. Most parents yeah. would shudder at the idea of doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my mom yeah, was like, "Hey, don't talk nobody in a white van. Somebody offer you candy? <laughs> no, no, straight up." Somebody offer you candy? The hell with that! I'll buy your ass candy. You don't need to take no candy from nobody. She like, she like, don't she like, don't hop in nobody car. That I, she like, don't hop in nobody car. I don't care if they know you. If I didn't tell you to hop in that car today, don't hop in that car. So, you know, same brother. You know what I'm saying? So no, no, hey, trust me, now we gonna get into it. <laughs> so, uh, what are we vibing to this week, man? Uh, I think I sent you this. Uh, it's an album by a brother named Malls Monday. M A L Z Monday. Yeah. Look both ways. Do do do. You know, restoring oh, the feeling, man. Talking about something, man. I told you, man. It, it, boy, it took me there, brother. Something <laughs> along the lines of, you know, treating this mic like a murder weapon. I'm like, what? Yeah, bro, bro. What? 
You know what I'm saying? My man was talking about we used to eat Wonder Bread, but now I'm doing wonders with bread. But listen, <laughs> listen, that's listen, that's the kind of hip hop I'm on. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, brother. Put you with them lines that make you just oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, shows and movies, yo, I ain't gonna lie. Yesterday, bro, as a family, it's not a kid movie. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes that shit happened on the weekend. As a family, we saw that movie, The Strays, on Netflix. Duh. I haven't seen that yet. Bro. <laughs> so all I'm going to tell you is, that shit is wild. And I will say, bro, that, bro, when you, after you watch that, you're going to see who the coldest character is, and you're going to be like, yo, this is crazy, bro. But, you know, it's one of them stories I could definitely see happening, man. But, to me, that movie is like part of the Jordan Peele effect. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these movies with black people in thrillers slash horror slash, you know, these these thinking pieces came out of Jordan Peele's success. And I'm happy it did because now, you know, it's, it's giving black people more range to express um, different different uh, societal issues or different community issues that uh we definitely should be paying attention to. But yeah, that, you know, that shit was wild, bro. And um, yeah, okay. Look Both Ways by Mo's Monday and then the short movies, The Strays on Netflix. Um, shit. What more you want, man, for uh, free 99? Um, we are greater when we appreciate that we need each other. Hey, world. Listen, y'all. Let kids be kids. We out on the mound. Peace. Peace.